0: We are going to find out exactly who Danielle Smith has tapped to be in her inner circle. Her cabinet, um, there'll be a lot of new faces. We know that. Some of the highest level ministers, health, justice, finance, I think those are typically seen as the big three, or at least among the big three. Um, They're all gone. Travis Taves, Sonia Savage, no longer in the circle. They didn't run uh, a couple of former cabinet ministers, lost in the recent election. So when Danielle Smith is the coach behind the bench and she looks down and who's she going to tap? I don't know. What number is she going to call? Let's see if we can get some insight from Dr. Lisa Young, who is a professor of political science at the University of Calgary. Uh, Lisa, thank you for joining us. Always appreciate your time.
1: Happy to be here.
0: Okay, so let's start. As I said, some of the bigger names in cabinet are out. Um, Does that present an opportunity or a challenge for Smith? I guess you could look at it both ways. I mean, some of the old guard, you can bring in your people. How do you view that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways it certainly is an opportunity. Um, You know, Smith, when, when she became premier, Inherited uh, a cabinet that was full of people who had run against her for the party leadership, and um, and, and who had all said that her core idea was really foolish. Um, and so then she had to figure out what to do with them, and she decided to keep them close. But you know, by having the person who she beat by not very many votes in the the leadership sitting there in finance, in one of the you know most important portfolios, and and one that reaches into various other aspects of government, had to create a little bit of attention for her. So on the one hand, she's lost the sort of um, experience and and gravitas that that people like Travis Taves and and Sonia Savage brought. On the other hand, this cabinet she knows is hers.
0: (sighs) When we talk about experience, and I was thinking about this last night, there's always inexperienced cabinet ministers. I mean, you think when when Jason Kenny won, Travis Taves was finance minister, he'd never been finance minister before. Nobody was talking about experience then. When the NDP won, none of their cabinet ministers had any experience. I mean, it's, it's not uncommon to have people walk into portfolios they've never had before, is it?
1: Absolutely. One of the things, though, it's really interesting. If you look at Alberta in comparative perspective, because we've had so much sort of political tumult um, over the last few years, um, we have a very high rate of turnover of politicians, which means that you've got less experience around the cabinet table. And so, you know, Jason Kenney came in with a cabinet, you know, with with a caucus, with very little political experience, and he had to look around and say, okay, who can you know learn the job and make themselves into solid cabinet ministers? Um, Rachel Notley had to do the same before that. In most other provinces where you haven't had this kind of turnover, you normally, no matter who wins, unless it's a real unexpected win, you would expect to have more people around the table who've been in cabinet before or who have longer um, years in in political life, right? So so this is a very... Particular Alberta phenomenon for the last couple of decades.
0: <laughs> no question about it. A couple of the challenges I think that she's wrestling with the needs to figure out. And of course, we, we've talked about it before. It's Edmonton, the capital region, did not send a single MLA from within the city. Twenty of twenty went NDP. So she can't tap an Edmonton MLA to put in cabinet. How does she handle that? She had talked about you know a, a council of the losers, as some called it, the the the, the uh, UCP candidates who who didn't win in the election possibly forming some kind of advisory council. I think she's back right off on that. And she's now talking about the donut, as they call it. I mean, how does she try and get Edmonton some representation within the legislative caucus and cabinet, I guess?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think um, yesterday she appeared on a podcast and uh, named some names of uh, MLAs in the so-called donut and basically made the case, which I think is, is reasonable, that you know, Edmonton doesn't necessarily end at Edmonton city limits. um, And that, you know, people who who are representing ridings that are in the the donut that are adjacent to Edmonton can certainly play the role of advocates for that region in caucus and in cabinet. So, you know, I I don't think that she needs to go in the direction of, of, you know, uh, the Council of the yeah. Losers, or anything else. This isn't an uncommon problem in Canadian politics, right? Think about the dilemmas of that the federal government has forming a cabinet with no seats in Alberta yeah. from time to time, right? Um, you know, there you find ways to work around it. You tap someone on the shoulder who's close by and you think has good skills, and say, "Hey, guess what? You're the political minister for this area."
0: In terms of some of the cabinet ministers that sort of were front and center, and let's be honest, took a beating, you're thinking about um, Tyler Shandro. Um, it, it, that was just a health minister. That was a, a thankless job going through a pandemic. We know how that turned out. I'm wondering about Adriana LaGrange. She took a lot of heat as education minister. If you're her and if you're Daniel Smith, do you want to put her back into the fire in another portfolio? I know there's some sources saying she's going to end up in health. Uh, that hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, what do you do with somebody like that? Or does she say, you know what, I, I'd like to just man the back benches for a little while here.
1: Yeah, um you know generally if if someone is invited into cabinet they say you yes, gotta go <laughs> right um you got into politics to to be in cabinet you you didn't get into politics to sit on the back benches you know there could be exceptions to that if you know, there's illness or or something like that. But basically, if if you're asked, you serve. And not many MLAs are in a position to say, no, I won't take that one, I'll take this other one. So, you know, if it's offered to you, generally you take it. Um, and so I guess, you know, if these rumours are true, Adriana LaGrange was offered health. And I have to say that is going to be, if that's true, yeah, um, yeah. it's going to be the one that we're going to be talking about for a while first of all, because it means that, you know, she's been on the hot seat sure in, has. Governments in a row. But second, because it's not really clear that she has, you know, that, that her record in education really lends itself to taking on what is arguably the toughest portfolio in, in provincial
0: politics. Especially if you take a look at a crisis situation going on in the province of Alberta right now in the country, uh, it's health. And, le- and like you say, her her tenure as education minister was rocky. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh, there was all kinds of outrage and um, changes and starts. And so so we'll see how that plays out. We talked about Edmonton representation. Calgary's a little simpler. There's a lot of people to choose. But again, there's a lot of people that she can't choose from that aren't running, uh, didn't run or lost their seats in Calgary. So is there an issue there in terms of getting proper representation from Calgary and not having this tip right into a, a completely rural cabinet?
1: I think Calgary in some ways is the easy part of cabinet building for for Smith because Um, you know, she she has fewer cabinet ministers to choose or or fewer MLAs, rather, to choose from, but she does have quite a number of MLAs with cabinet experience. And so she's going to want some of that experience around her table. And so she can, you know, kill two birds with one stone by bringing, you know, people like Rick McIver, um, Rebecca Schultz, Rajan Sani into cabinet, um, keeping their experience, but also saying, look, look, it's important that we have Calgary representation if we're going to try to win the city back.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Dr. Young, thank you so much for your time. As always, appreciate you being here. My pleasure.